honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Wigan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you always, each and every one of you, for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure for me to now introduce to you Season Preview 2020-2021. What did I say? I said 2020-2021. Just rolls right off your tongue. Kind of. Uh, that was weird. That didn't sound good, did it? But it's uh, it's what it is. I can't change it yet. Till next year. 21-22. That, that rolls right off your tongue a little better. Yeah, well, Timberwolves season preview is here. We're going to look at the NBA and all that. It's uh, fast and furious, isn't it? You, you go from absolutely nothing with the lockdown forever, which was depressing. You still got NBA champion, the one I kind of expected all along, the Los Angeles Lakers, the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. The world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, are on the air. Figured I would give Chick Hearn the uh, the floor for that one. God rest his soul, but what an amazing voice. And uh, boy, oh boy. Yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers, nobody says it like him, and that's why I always say it like the way I do, Los Angeles. So, <laughs> hopefully the Minnesota Timberwolves will be the world champions someday if we don't end up trading everybody or make a stupid, ridiculous move right before the season starts and mess everything up, which I think would be a disaster. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about James Harden. You're, I'm not trading for James Harden, okay? They're talking about D'Angelo Russell minimum and Anthony Edwards. Uh, why? Oh, well, you got Carl and, and uh, James Harden. Let's go. Sell those tickets. Let's go. Let's sell those tickets and win 41 games and lose in the first round and watch James Harden leave via free agency in two years. It's a brilliant, brilliant plan. Brilliant. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns would uh, probably uh, be on his way to Los Angeles to help out Anthony Davis and LeBron James, or he would go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Is probably more like it. Or to the New Jersey Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets or something. He would leave probably, bottom line. Yeah, and that would be just brilliant. Brilliant. And we'd be we'd have Ricky Rubio. We'd have uh, uh, Malik Beasley. And, and well, Jared Culver, Josh Akogi maybe would stay, unless they were included in the trade. And we'd be uh, looking at the lottery, uh, the draft lottery again. <laughs> yeah, you know, what else is new under the sun? We'd <laughs> be in the draft lottery just like every other year, even with Carl Anthony Towns every single year except for the Jimmy Butler year. Well, Carl Anthony Towns, God bless him. Of course, he's the franchise player on the roster. At least uh, we'd like to believe that. You got D'Angelo Russell. You got De- uh, Anthony Edwards. Projected starting lineups include the likes of Ricky Rubio and D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt. How about D'Angelo Russell and like Ed- and either Edwards or Okogie or Culver, that type of thing. Not Culver. Uh, uh, <laughs> Malik Beasley. I don't like the thought of Ricky Rubio starting a point guard and moving D'Angelo Russell to shooting guard. I don't think D'Angelo Russell came here to be our starting shooting guard. They may have had some success in Brooklyn with it, but I don't know. I didn't like the Terrell Branson, uh, Terrell Brandon, Chauncey Billups idea either a whole lot. Uh, I loved having Chauncey Billups on the team. I just liked the idea more of Chauncey Billups being the starting point guard full-time and just go from there. 
that would have been better. It's just Terrell was a little too expensive to be a backup, and I'm sure Rubio is as well. But welcome to the NBA, folks. I mean, backup players make $15 million a year nowadays. <laughs> just take a look at uh, our guy we had last year with uh, Mr. Johnson. So it just kind of is what it is. Love the guy, James Johnson. Awesome guy, awesome player, and he ended up getting traded to get Ricky Rubio to OKC. My projected starting lineup, general manager, head coach, Joseph Owijan, Joey Owijan, would be D'Angelo Russell at point guard, Malik Beasley or Josh Okoge at shooting guard, Anthony Edwards takes over for the departed Andrew Wiggins. A little bit bulkier, a little more muscle, and hopefully he's going to be better. Both of them take a number one overall in the draft, but Edwards was actually our pick, not uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers pick. Uh, power forward, it's going to have to be Wancho Herm, Hernan. Hernan, not Herman. I always try to go with Herman for some reason. It's Hernan Gomez. And the starting center will be Nasrin. Okay, it's Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, uh, there's other projections out there. Fan-sided slash dunking with wolves. I uh, feel obligated to mention fan-sided because, well, I write for Gone Puck Wild. I'm a hockey writer as well as uh, the host of Brave the Wild and, of course, a very proud host of Timberwolves Explosion for 12 years. Uh, I wouldn't mind writing for Dunking with Wolves. That would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> if I if it ever happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> Dunking with Wolves is part of Fan Sided. Their projected starting lineup also has Ricky Rubio at point guard, D'Angelo Russell at shooting guard, small forward Anthony Edwards, yeah, and power forward Jake Lehman, or a free agent. So no Hernan Gomez. I, I don't blame you for that. I'm not super-duper high on Hernan Gomez either. Maybe this is because he wasn't officially signed yet. I don't know. But I'm not, like, jumping for joy over Hernan Gomez, but I I think he did pretty well for us in the time being. He's a Band-Aid power forward at the moment. Otherwise, he's a rotational guy at the very least. And the center was Nas Reed, and he's just just kidding. You know, that kind of thing. And went with Carl, of course. So, as long as Carl's healthy, and healthy and happy and ready to go, happy, I'm not sure he's going to be that for a long time. I understand. I mean, I, I... Luckily, I've not had to deal with a uh, parent passing away. I've been very blessed. Thank you, Lord, for that. They're both in their 70s. I'm 41. So it is what it is. They were in their 30s when I was born. So a slight gap in generation there. Slight gap there. But uh, it's, you know, I mean, you know, loss of a parent, I can't even imagine. And then he's mentioning how six other friends slash relatives also passed away since uh, his, his his mother died months ago. So, and of coronavirus, this and that. I have my opinions on coronavirus, and uh, if it really is coronavirus 100% of the time, but that's just my opinion. I'll keep the politics and the uh, news, views and reviews to uh, the Freedom of Thought podcast if you're interested. Beware, you might not agree with my politics. So, <laughs> you, you, you don't have to. You can, you don't have to. I might be a little bit right of center for you. That's just how I am, you know, and that's that's the world we live in. You don't have to like it. I don't have to like anybody's politics either. That's the world we live in. I'm not going to insult anybody or talk down to anybody. That's not part of my style. And I'm not going to do that on this podcast either, that's for sure. Unless you try to tell me that getting James uh, Harden is the best idea in the world and I'm a complete idiot, then maybe I might argue with you because, I don't know, is it that smart? Uh, I think Houston's asking for the moon a little bit. Now, when you talk about the Brooklyn Nets and James Harden, so as I jump off topic briefly, very briefly, I probably should keep this to the other, to the second segment where I preview the actual NBA, but when they're talking about Kyrie Irving or, uh, like, they require Kyrie Irving or uh, (laughs) Mr. Kevin Durant, 
I mean, it's got to be Kyrie Irving, obviously, because I don't think Harden and Kyrie Irving could coexist. There is no way Kyrie Irving and James Harden could coexist. In Minnesota, I don't know about Harden, Harding, Harden, Harding. I called him Harding. I'm thinking about the uh, former wild goalie, James, no, Josh Harding. But uh, yeah, James, Edwards, uh, I'm just going everywhere. There's been all these names that you could go on for days. And days and days and days. <sighs> Russell Wilson, D'Angelo Russell, yeah. Look, at least there's only one Rubio other than Marco. And I'll take Ricky for the point guard, I guess. At this point, has a very solid backup that will get tons of minutes. Sixth or seventh man. Um, I, I just don't think adding James Harden to the Timberwolves is the best idea. I mean, selling tickets, that's great. Maybe it makes the team easier to sell because, of course, Glenn Taylor will probably remain the Timberwolves owner for the entire season. There's a strong possibility of that. Maybe during the season something pops up. Kevin Garnett is not looming at the moment, but maybe at some point it's unfortunate because he's not going to put in a whole lot into the team, which is interesting, I guess. But when you're talking over a billion dollars, 1.3 to 1.5 billion, Kevin Garnett does not have over a billion dollars. So there's no way he could be a majority owner of a team. He would be like the the CEO, so to speak. And uh, maybe uh, uh, part of the uh, basketball operations as well if he was uh, the face of the franchise uh, once again, but this time on the uh, the ownership slash front office side. But nothing's looming there. There have been all kinds of uh, rumors that have popped up and then went back down. I'm not sure. People are just not in a huge rush to buy the Timberwolves at the moment, and that's unfortunate. Uh, obviously, the uncertainty with Carl Anthony Towns, this and that. Uh, he's not super... He's not superly in a basketball mood, as, as he said very recently in a uh, Zoom call. Uh... I don't know. It, it's it, it's a shame. It just is what it is. And I'm hearing more and more frustrations with Zoom, how they basically cut you off when maybe you can only ask one question. Bye! And that's kind of mean. Uh, they don't even give you a chance to ask a second question or anything, that type of thing. That's what uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson ranted about a little bit on the Mackie and Judd show, or Jackie and Mud, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with Mackie and Judd. Uh, I like it better than K-Fan anyway, so just being honest with you there. <laughs> As is my policy. Uh... No, it's it's an exciting roster. I think bringing in James Harden, yes, it intri- it's intriguing. Like, wow, James Harden's on the Timberwolves? That's kind of cool. But then it's like, yeah, but we lost, you know, Edwards and Russell, who are much younger. Man, I mean much younger. Edward, uh, Edwards is, what, 12 years younger than James Harden. And, you know, it'll always be the what could have been with him. And D'Angelo Russell, kind of the same. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, at point guard, I think, offers a more dynamic possibility in the pick and roll and all that than Ricky Rubio could do. Rubio is obviously a spectacular playmaker. He's limited at this. He's limited at that. Limited shooter. Uh, he's not exactly the fleetest of foot. Right? I think Russell's a bit more explosive. That type of thing. Don't get offended by that now because everybody likes to be offended by everything I say. Uh, Ricky Rubio's defense is better generally until he kind of uh, until things went very wrong against Kobe Bryant for a minute there. Uh, that split second that cost him a lot of. Uh, a lot of a lot of action with that ACL and MCL injury. That was heartbreaking back in his rookie year. Oh, but uh, Ricky Rubio's defense. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll get some steals. He'll be a, a pest, which is good. This and that, which again I think he could be in multiple lineups. He'll start sometimes, and of course the fact that D'Angelo Russell and Ricky Rubio can both be injury prone at times. Well, the other one can fill in for the other. That type of thing in those situations. So that's the good part. You still got Jared Culver. Sixth overall pick in the draft just a year ago, and he's literally virtually buried. I don't know what to say about that. He's like the third 
shooting guard, the third small forward, the 19th point guard. Okay, I guess the third point guard, or the 19th, um, depending on what you do with uh, Jordan McLaughlin last year, uh, or who he had last year anyway from Pasadena, California, and University of Southern California, classic football school, of course, more than basketball. Tough 5'11", 185 guy. Uh, there's a bit of a... Uh, there's a bit of an impasse in the contract negotiations, which should be very team-friendly in favor of the Timberwolves versus Jordan McLaughlin at the moment, meaning it's probably not guaranteed hardly at all. So it's that kind of thing with Jordan McLaughlin right now. We'll see if he comes back. Might just mean more playing time with Jared Culver. It's just poor Jared Culver. He's only 21, and it, it kind of reeks of like trade bait, I guess. They're like a trade chip, so to speak, with him. Leandro Balmero is uh, not going to be coming for a couple of years. He's kind of the new Rubio in a way. Uh, not literally, obviously. He's not even from the same country. He's playing in the, for the same team and everything. But yeah, it's an overseas thing where he's going to continue to develop. He's got potential. He certainly does. We'll wait that out. Tyler Cook was added recently to the roster. We'll see how things go. Rondé. Hollis Jefferson, or RHJ, that sounds interesting, defensive specialist at age 25 uh, from Arizona years ago, and he's been a bit of a journeyman, but a very solid one defensively. He's had some good moments with the Nets and such. Seems like everybody's had good moments with the Jets. Let's let's bring in Dinwiddie, baby. Uh, I remember I made fun of the poor guy because he's got a funny name, but he's a hell of a spark plug, isn't he? So all respect to Mr. Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, for the Brooklyn Nets. Ed Davis, again, like I said, defensive specialist. He could be a trade chip as well in a in a James Harden move. I, I, let's stop talking about James Harden. James Harden of the somebody else. Not the Rockets. Not the Timberwolves. That, yeah, he's not going to be on the Rockets or the Timberwolves. Let's see if he winds up in Brooklyn, which, I don't know, I guess that'd be cute and everything. Uh, he's not going to Los Angeles or anything. Interesting what's going on in L.A. Let's get to that later. i got to stop. <laughs> Jaden McDaniels, we'll see how he goes. Uh, I don't think he's going to get teed up 15 times. I'm not that worried about him uh, coming to the NBA and doing that. I think uh, i got to think coming to the NBA, it's going to be a little intimidating, particularly as a rookie. We'll see how he goes in the next year and a half with that. So <laughs> it's going to be super interesting how things go. Uh, it's a deep roster. There's no question about that. It would be really cool if uh, Jaden McDaniel surprised everybody and ended up being a starting power forward, but it's we're extremely deep. That's one thing that you can say. It's comfortable to say the Timberwolves are extremely deep at most positions. It's just you know how good really are we though? Obviously, you know with a roster this deep, you'd think this could be a playoff team as long as uh, Anthony Edwards pans out, lives up to the hype, so to speak. Josh Kogi takes a step forward. Jared Culver shocks the world. This and that wouldn't that be fun? Uh, then you might be really something. Uh, Rubio stays healthy and keeps doing what he's doing. D'Angelo Russell stays healthy and keeps doing what he's been doing. Timberwolves have a shot. Malik Beasley, you know. I mean, it's a deep roster. You cannot tell me this is not a deep roster. Except at the power forward position. It's deep, but there's nobody that's really a starter. It's a bunch of rotation players. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm choking to death here. Hernan Gomez is a rotation player. Jake Lehman is a rotation player. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is a rotation player. Jaden McDaniels, at this stage of his career, probably wouldn't see the light of day, unfortunately. He might actually wind up in Iowa for a short time, which is okay. It's not the end of the world, because Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's going to be here. Uh, Layman's going to be here, and Hernan Gomez are all going to be here. You can switch them around a small forward, of course. I mean, you can't just... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interchangeable. Nas Reed, he might... I, I, I don't know about Nas Reed. He doesn't really play like a big guy, does he? Just occasionally when he's inside, he'll play like a big guy. Other than that, he hangs out 
on the perimeter. Sound familiar? Carl? Come on, Carl. He hangs out on the perimeter and doesn't play a whole lot of defense. Carl? Carl? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just how I see it. Uh, God bless him, though. God bless him. Um, I, again, depth. Depth is something I'm seeing generally. Except, again, the power forward. I just, you know, it's literally a rotation of the power forward. It is rotation players that are going to be rotating with the power forward position. And you know what? That's fine. Every team has a position, a certain spot, where there's no star player slash guaranteed starter, this and that. Like, oh yeah, he is cemented as a starting power forward. Like Carl Malone, you know, Tim Duncan, you know, <laughs> Kevin Bleeping Garnett, you know, guys like that. I think Kevin Garnett would play power forward if he was uh, 25, 28 years old and he was playing for the Timberwolves right now. I think he'd be the power forward. That's possible. But yeah, maybe he'd have to, he'd, he'd have to win his job though, like everyone else, you know. I'm going to treat everybody the same. Damn it. <laughs> Jalen Noel, Noel, the first Noel to play for the Timberwolves anyway. Not, uh, okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> Boy, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, he's got explosiveness offensively. He's got an explosive game offensively a bit. They're calling him a shooting guard. I don't know. I, I guess he is. When and where is he going to play? Same with a guy like uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who a lot of people actually really like, and he's got that size. He's real skinny, unfortunately. He's uh, from Kentucky. And he's only twenty-one years old, six foot nine. Jared Vanderbilt hit the weights, buddy. Hit the weights. Hit have that whey protein and hit those weights, Jared. Because maybe, uh, maybe he could be something. He's maybe one of those tricky, uh, cool second-round picks, twenty eighteen draft, eleventh by the Magic. Unfortunately for him, yeah, he's just not gotten the minutes throughout his career. He's averaging four minutes a game. He's only gotten in 28 games throughout his career. Just hasn't had a whole lot of chance yet, but there is potential there. Like, Doogie keeps singing his praises, and I don't blame him. Uh, he sounded pretty he sounded pretty on point when he was on the Scoop podcast a few months back. I like Jared Vanderbilt. Or was it a few months, a few weeks, whatever, but uh, the other day, whatever that means. Uh previously on the uh, Scoop podcast at some point <laughs> in the dateless past. Jared Vanderbilt's got some uh, he's got some potential and that's the hope going forward with Mr. Jared. Jared, not Jared. Jared it would be uh, Culver. Jared and Jared. How many teams have that going on? Jared and Jared. Oh boy. Uh, 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 okay, Jade and Jordan. Jake Jaden, Jordan, Jake. I like that. Jaden, Jordan, Jake. Yep, Layman, McDaniels, and uh, McLaughlin. So, and Jalen. Yeah, let's just keep going for all day with this. I, I could go on for hours. I'm entertaining myself just looking at some of that, but it's funny how they just literally, those actually do roll right off your tongue, which is kind of cool. Uh, this team does have potential going forward. Is Ryan Saunders the right choice for coach? I mean, you gotta love him. Lovable guy. We, you know, the Flip Saunders connection is what it is. You know, you don't want to bless him or curse him just because of the Saunders name. You know, like, oh, he got the job only because of Saunders, or oh, I love him because he is a Saunders. Uh, he's, he, he's certainly likable, and I don't know, the, he's got to be tougher, I got to think, on certain guys. Supposedly, he was very tough on Wiggins at times last year, and Wiggins uh, responded a bit. He actually had some good moments. His defense was actually kind of good on, on occasion last year, which was impressive. You often think of Ryan and Flip more of offensive coaches, you know, this and that, that point guard style, you know, 
all of that. Obviously, Flip and Ryan are different. It's a different generation, and it's more, much more three-point happy in the Ryan era because it just has to be where Flip was kind of the two-point era. Mid-range shooting, which I kind of like. I'm kind of, I, I like those elbow shots. I've worked on those about a, a billion times throughout my life. The elbow shots from the free throw area. Um, you got a lot of three-point specialists and guys that could, maybe not three-point specialists, but guys that can hit uh, a spot-up or a uh, off-the-dribble J from downtown like D'Angelo Malik. And Ricky Rubio could be a spot-up three guy. Uh, obviously not off the dribble with uh, Rubio, maybe once in a blue moon. Uh, Okogi can't really shoot. Culver, we'll see with that. I like the grit and toughness for, for a skinny guy, and he's going to get bigger, this and that. And he's got the he's got the length in Culver. His defensive ability is very well warranted and well very well needed. That's where Okogi and Culver's value definitely rises to the top in a big way. At least you have guys on the roster that are capable of playing good, strong defense. Okogi, Culver, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Ed Davis, those are four right there that you can count on to play some defense. And even Rubio can at times as well. He can be a tenacious, kind of a pest, knock the ball away, uh, get steals, this and that. And of course, steals sometimes involve gambling, which is what uh, overrated Corey Brewer quite a bit going into the 2007 draft uh, many, many moons ago because uh, he was much more of a gambler than an actual good defender. Edwards, I love the potential there. I'd love to see him become a Dominique Wilkins type, like Dominique Wilkins light or something like that. I know that's like, okay, Joey, Dominique Wilkins, are you kidding me? But when they rank Dominique Wilkins in the top 50, they put him like 48th. So yeah, Dominique Wilkins, damn it. <laughs> they underrate him quite a bit just because of that generational gap because, oh, everybody else is better now, you know? And I don't agree with that. Uh, when Dominique Wilkins was in his prime with in, in the Michael Jordan era, I thought Wilkins was good enough to be the number two player on the planet for at least a significant amount of time during Michael's career. We all know who number one was. <laughs> but uh, I think Dominique was up high enough to be at least the second best player in the league. That's how highly I thought of Dominique during his career uh, in the Michael Jordan, you know, the Air Jordan era, so to speak. <clears throat> Um, I'd love to see, <laughs> I'd love to see Anthony Edwards become, a, you know, something legit someday, a top 50 type of guy someday. Uh, does he have that capability? Hopefully top 50, uh, you know, s- superstar type of player. It would be nice to see. And not every player was a superstar. Like McHale wasn't a superstar. He was just really good, really reliable, uh, really good, obviously. Not Magic Johnson, you know, like <laughs> throwing bounce passes from 40 feet to guys that weren't open and became open from the past. That kind of spectacular stuff. Yeah, not at that level, but, uh, you know, uh, a tier or so below would be pretty freaking cool. Carl needs to assert himself, become a better defensive player, of course, and just, uh, again, uh, hopefully he can find some kind of refuge playing the game. He was saying he's not seeing that right now, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, it's just going to keep coming back, that kind of thing. So, I don't know, too much death going on everywhere. Uh, interesting conversation. You can go on forever. I, again, I'm going to keep some of that to uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep some of that to freedom of thought and stick to basketball if I can for the most part on this show. Uh, could this be a playoff team? Sure. It's just uh, we all know what the West is. It's the, the West is the best. The East is the least. And I love the Eastern Conference. I'm an Eastern Conference fan. It's just that uh, it's going to be hard. Well, this thing has Minnesota number one in the West right now. Yahoo Sports, you know, when you just click on it, when everybody's 0-0. Zero and zero. Minnesota's on top with Memphis number 2, New Orleans number 3, Houston number 4, Phoenix number 5, Dallas number Phoenix, <laughs> Dallas number 6, Portland number 7, Denver number 8, and uh, the Lakers missed the playoffs. And the Clippers. 
And the Warriors missed the playoffs. And the Jazz, yeah, isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be cool? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I just get a kick out of that. The Wolves have a shot. It's going to be tough, though. It's, it's it's so deep, man. I don't think the Spurs are a playoff team anymore. I don't think so. I think they just have some solid players, and they're, they're fringe, you know, 8 to 10, 8 to 11-ish, 7, whatever the heck. They're fringe. I don't know. King Kings are what they are. They're probably the, the worst team right now, but even though they have some really nice players in that roster... I don't know, man. Dallas is extremely dangerous. We all know everybody worships that team like they're God, and they always kind of have ever since Steve Nash suited up in Dirk years ago. <laughs> Long ago, that is already. Um, you know, Washington's the best team in the East. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Um, the Wolves have a shot to be a playoff team, but a lot of things need to go right. A lot of people need to stay healthy. Some people need to overachieve slash pan out, which would be really, really helpful. Stay freaking healthy, obviously. Number one, stay freaking healthy. Like, if, obviously, if LeBron, Le, LeBron's groin injury on Christmas Day a couple of years ago killed the Lakers because he never came back. That was so depressing. Hard to believe, at least at the time I'm recording this, that uh, preseason games start tonight. I'm recording first segment here on December 11th, uh, Friday, December 11th. So, again, just a little heads up for you there because uh, I'm probably piecing this sucker together depending on feel and this and that, but piecing it together leading into the uh, regular season opener on December 23rd for Minnesota. Uh, I have hopes coming into this season. I, I do. Uh, generally speaking, uh, you know, you look at the depth of the roster, you have a shot here. You have a shot, obviously, and people get hurt, so to speak. You might have somebody be able to step up and become a legitimate player in this league, like a Jaden McDaniels might be something. Uh, obviously, Anthony Edwards' role would increase if, you know, this guy got hurt or that guy got hurt. You know, like a, a, a D'Angelo Russell, God forbid. Or if he wants his load frickin' management, again, Ricky Rubio's starting point guard, blah, blah, blah. So you can work through the load management bullcrap that I don't like, um, that type of thing. I don't see Rubio doing any load management, at least I hope not. Carl, maybe, especially now, unfortunately. Uh yeah, at work. It's nothing but Lord management these days with those people. They work three days in a row. Oh, oh man, I, I can't make it today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, and I, I have something else, too, that came up. Can't tell you what it is, but something came up. I can't come. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, whatever. Next. Um, yeah, I mean, I, what more is there to say other than, again, it looks like a deep roster, exciting possibilities, and guys, of course, that are high draft picks that haven't had a shot really yet. Uh, well, they ha- they've had their shot, and now they're getting kind of buried on the roster, Jared Culver. And we'll see if he can overcome it and surprise a lot of people. It would be nice. Uh, if he could live up to being a sixth prick in the draft, pick in the draft, he'd be absolutely great. So we'll just have to wait and see with that one. With that, all I can say is the Timberwolves will be in the hunt. They'll be in the hunt for Red October. No, they'll be in the hunt for the postseason anyway. I gotta think. In the hunt means, you know, you're not in at the moment, and we'll see. You're, you're still within striking distance, and that's kind of where I see the Timberwolves at the moment. Who knows? Who knows? With, with a roster like this, anything could happen, honestly. Other than a championship. I'm not sure about that. So with that, I will take a quick break and come back and look at the NBA season preview right after this. Well, the depth is good, but can we actually win games? We shall see.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, looking into the NBA preview for 2020-2021. Again, that's a nice tongue twister that just rolls right off your tongue. Another cloudy day here in <laughs> Timberwolves Explosion land, no, here in Golden Valley, Minnesota. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for a possible James Harden trade that never happened. So it's safe to guess he's going to go out east to Brooklyn or... Philadelphia, so I guess we're just going to kind of assume that. It's like it's tough to do a preview when you're not 100% sure where one of the better players in the league is going to wind up because he's probably not going to be with the Houston Sprockets anymore. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the Sprockets and all that silliness. Um, We'll start with the Eastern Conference like we do every year, that type of thing. It's a, you know, I'm just glad that basketball's back, put it that way. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, yes, the Greek Freak just inked a gigantic contract over $200 million, $225 million to be exact, for the Greek Freak to stay in Milwaukee. Good thing for the NBA, I think, so we can stop some of this super team nonsense. Though, of course, you just never know. Carl uh, Anthony Towns inked his new deal, and we don't know what's really going to happen there. Of course, Greek Freak was drafted two years before Carl Anthony Towns, so that's another thing to consider. Uh... I know Anthony Davis had inked a new contract, and I still wound up demanding a trade later on to, and wound up with the Lakers, this and that. So we all don't know 100%, but it sounds like more of a Kevin Garnett type of thing where he's going to be loyal to the city of Milwaukee and Wisconsin and all that good stuff. So I think that's a good thing. I'd rather see the Milwaukee Bucks good than, you know, <clears throat> just the Lakers get another great player, the Golden State Warriors get another great player, blah, blah, blah. It gets kind of old, this and that. Of course, last year we finally got Lakers versus Heat, which people wanted forever in the Kobe and LeBron era back in the day when LeBron was on the Heat, Kobe on the Lakers. Of course, actually, they even thought Lakers versus Cleveland Cavaliers for a while as well. And, of course, that never came close to happening because LeBron was choking back in those days. His first stay with Cleveland, once he got to Miami after choking the first year, things changed dramatically, as we all knew, when they were about to get eliminated by the Boston Celtics in Game 6 in Boston, LeBron finally woke up for real, and he became a different guy, basically, when it came to the postseason. So let's move forward. The Bleacher Report. We're going to go off the Bleacher Report as a quote-unquote cheat sheet, we'll say, for predictions, this and that, and it's good. It's good to have a nice, strong publication for their predictions on how teams are going to line up, and I'll kind of go as I go as I am with my predictions, which might be pretty similar. Milwaukee Bucks, they have them number one in the Eastern Conference. I agree. They have them winning 53 games. Playoff possibility, <laughs> probability, one 100%. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I agree. They're going to make the postseason. Though, of course, nothing in this world is 100%. Did people expect Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant to have like 10 in snap on them? No. Uh, of course, again, Clay Thompson went from an ACL and finally recovering from that. And we all know how the NBA like doubles recovery time versus every other league on the planet, I think. At least it sure seems that way. And then he has an Achilles tear. It's just like, that's even worse than an ACL. I don't think Clay Thompson's going to be the same again, but there I go, jumping ahead. Milwaukee Bucks, though, they look strong. They look they look steady. They look legit. For me, there's no reason to believe that the Milwaukee Bucks aren't a super, super candidate for, you know, not, uh, not only making the postseason, being a number one seed in the Eastern Conference, but competing for an NBA title. And you know what? I hope they do. I hope they stop choking in the playoffs. Not sure how much longer Budenholzer is going to have. Uh, he's he's been hanging on thus far. He's obviously a good regular season coach, but uh, we'll see what happens long term with that. Milwaukee Bucks, obviously. Again, I mean, I'm 
I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Bucks, and it's hard not to be. Of course, you got the Greek Freak last year. They led the league in points and rebounds, so those are pretty good stats. Second in field goal percentage. Only three-point percentage was a kind of a weakness, but uh, a lot of their better players, obviously, there. Drew Holiday, so valuable, absolutely valuable. Kyle Clover, specialist from downtown. Brooke Lopez, a solid veteran. Chris Middleton's like the Scotty Pippen, you can say. Uh, <laughs> and then you just kind of go from there. Obviously, a very talented team. They have the uh, we have Giannis, and we won't go with the last name. Then you have Then Thanessis. Thanessis is his younger brother, which is kind of funny. Actually, he's his older brother. He's actually his older brother, which is kind of funny. But uh, hasn't had a whole lot of uh, going on in his career, and he's about five inches shorter at six foot six. DJ Augustine, he's been on like every team in the league. I think he's now thirty three years old. It seems like yesterday he was drafted. I don't even remember what team he was drafted for because it's just he's been everywhere. Uh, Philadelphia, though, according to Bleacher Report, will be the number two seed. I agree with that as well. I'm going to stick with that one as well. I'm not going to just ride coattails, but it's like there's no reason to not agree with it at this stage. Uh, I don't think the Heat are going to be a number two seed, but they'll be in the mix. These win totals are kind of low, low, but I guess that's just kind of how they want to stand by it. You'd rather go low than go high, like, oh, this team's going to win 65 games, you know, and coast to a championship. You really can't do that. Screw the Warriors, by the way, and their fake 73 wins. <laughs> I still love that one. I still love that. 73 wins, but sorry, you're still not better than the 96 Bulls when you get beat. You you, you just got beat, didn't you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, this might be where James Harden winds up and screws up the entire operation. Uh, as good as James Harden is, a lot of us don't like him very much. We don't like his style of play. Most NBA fans don't like James Harden, honest to God. He slows the game down. He dribbles the ball into the ground. I mean, he dribbles air out of the ball. It's just too much. I don't know. He's that guy in high school, middle school, whatever, that was out there that that just never gave up the ball. Always had to have the ball in his hands. Always had to take the shot. Always had to tell everybody else what to do. Always thought he was the best. And I don't think he's a good teammate. (laughs) I, I don't think James Harden's a good teammate. Some people might be like, oh, he gets this many assists. Yeah, well, we're happy for him. That's that's cute and everything. Dwight Howard wound up with the Philadelphia Eagles. No, Dwight, the Philadelphia 76ers. I like to mess around with that. Seth Curry is now on the Philadelphia 70 suckers. Uh, Joel Embiid, of course. Let's see if he can stay healthy. Danny Green. So they got a lot of nice pieces. We'll see what happens with Jimmy Harden winding up in uh, Philly. Hard to say exactly what's going to happen there. You got Doc Rivers as the coach now. As uh, they got impatient with their coach, who was actually a damn good coach. But that's how it goes. You got Tobias, Tobias Harris, obviously one of the better ones. Isaiah Joe, I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of different little pieces, but then big pieces. Ben Simmons, he's coming to the Wolves, baby. He's coming to the Wolves. A six foot ten point guard is coming to the Wolves. Yep, I mean, he's a defensive type of guy. Obviously, he's a talented dude. <clears throat> can't hit from the outside. Can't really shoot that well. Can't even make free throws, but he's a good defensive player. Sounds like somebody, but I'll leave that alone. Sounds like some of the players that have played for the Wolves over the years, but uh, of course, Garnett's offense was better than that. But of course, still not a go-to guy offensively. Sorry to offend every Wolves fan that ever existed, because that's just, you can't say anything not super-duper like praising God of uh, Kevin Garnett, <laughs> praising the almighty Kevin Garnett <laughs> without uh, getting uh, your your head bit off. But <clears throat> everybody has flaws in the league. 
Michael Jordan didn't shoot from downtown very often. Uh, and then game one of the NBA Finals in 92, he said, oh yeah, I can shoot from downtown. I just don't care about it that much at the, all, all the time because, well, I can just drive past people and hit that classic mid-range shot over and over and over and over and over and over. But then it's like, okay, Clyde the Glide, I'm going to show you what I can do. There I go, going way off into La La Land, but that's how I roll. It's a well-put-together team. Definitely a threat to win the Eastern Conference. Let's see if Doc Rivers can get some of that old Eastern Conference magic, because it certainly, certainly didn't work out in the West. Couldn't even get to the Conference Final, because the Clippers, I swear, are cursed. That, that's a cursed franchise about even getting to the Conference Final. They've never done it. The Hawks did it, like, twice in their existence. Of course, they won a championship with the St. Louis, as the St. Louis Hawks many, many, many years ago. But, uh, you know, that's ancient history. Philadelphia is definitely a threat. I mean, you, you got to think so. Simmons, Harris. I mean, Simmons has got to stay healthy. It, that's the problem with the freaking Sixers over the years is Simmons and Embiid can't stay healthy. So they have Seth Curry at shooting guard, possibly the starting shooting guard. Danny Green's a guy that can start and he can come off the bench. He's not really affected either way. Those guys are both shooting specialists. Seth Curry. Seth. That's right, Seth. At shooting guard, which I think is... Uh, so it's kind of like they're setting up for somebody by the name of James Harden at shooting guard, I think. I mean, you can almost just see it coming. Danny Green's actually uh, chalked in as the uh, small forward. He's just like a backup shooting guard in different lineups and this and that. And again, Dwight Howard, who got a ring last year with Los Angeles, finally happened. His second stint with the Lakers finally got that ring. He'll be backing up Joel Embiid. Not bad, you know, not bad at all, actually. It's not a bad roster. And then if they get James Harden, then it's, they have everybody, basically. And <clears throat> they'll be a definite threat to win the Eastern Conference if they can stay healthy and not kill each other either. They have third place going to the Brooklyn Nets. I might go with Miami or Boston here. I, I can't believe they have Boston as fifth. And, oh, let's see, 41 wins. Yeah, because it's a reduced schedule. So that's why the numbers are lower. Yeah, i got to remember that part. <laughs> Very important. Just because it's 41 wins doesn't mean they're going to be 500. They'd be 10 games above 500. <clears throat> Miami and Celtics and Brooklyn and all that. Brooklyn does have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but, I mean, they're like ceramic. I mean, literally, they're like ceramic guys. They, they can't stay healthy. I don't know, man. Do you, do you really think the Nets are going to be the third seed? I don't know. How about the Hawks? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I really like the Hawks, actually, but not yet. You know, not, not like up there. I think the safest bet is the Celtics, right, for the third seed? Of course, they only have them winning five games less than Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn has the star power, and yeah, they might get James Harden as well, and that's where he wants to go. But Houston has been saying they have to get Kyrie or Kevin Durant in return. I don't blame them for saying that. I guess give them Kyrie Irving then, fine, because Kyrie Irving can't stay healthy for his life, and he's weird, and uh, James Harden would dominate the ball anyway. So maybe you go that direction. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you'd be more willing to give up uh, Kyrie Irving in that situation again, because the guy's weird as hell, and... Brooklyn's not going to be the third seed, okay? I can imagine Vince Germano saying, well, yeah, there's no way. I know Vince Germano sees the Brooklyn Nets as a team that is going to absolutely absolutely implode in the next year or two, and especially if they get James Harden, oh, they'll implode. They'll implode. It'll be like a crater, baby, like a crater on the moon or wherever. Celtics are the third seed in the semi-Eastern Conference. I like the East, but I guess they're the Eastern Conference because they don't win championships very often. They win them sometimes. Fourth seed, is Miami going to stay where they need to be? Are they going to stay right in that fourth seed? Fourth seed, fifth seed, Brooklyn, Toronto. That's kind of the group there. That's kind of a group where you could, they could be interchangeable. I think Brooklyn, yeah, we'll go on with Brooklyn here in a minute. 
Mm. Somehow I think Toronto's going to be better than Miami. I think Toronto's going to have a better record, all because of that Siakam and just a well-together, well-put-together roster, a good coach. You know, they did win a championship. Toronto won an NBA championship before the Timberwolves. That's great. And of course, uh, yeah, Timberwolves championships are few and far between, aren't they? <laughs> you know, like playoff appearances these days. To me, though, uh, I think Toronto gets the fourth seed at the end of the day. Obviously, again, extremely talented roster. I probably jumped ahead. We could look at the Celtics very briefly. I don't want to spend like five hours on every team and then bore you to death out there. Obviously, well, well put together team, the Boston Celtics. Certainly flawed. Like Nobody's great on the Celtics. Jeff Teague is a Celtic now. That's funny. They have him playing behind Kemba and Marcus. Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart. Love Kemba Walker. I love what the Celtics were able to accomplish last year, but then they ran into a brick wall called the Heat. The Heat were... The Heat are more of a playoff team than a regular season team anyway. That's why I don't really have the Heat like having a spectacular record or anything. Taco Fall. Taco Fall. I like that name. Six, uh, seven foot five, pardon me. An absolute monster. Taco Fall. <laughs> Jeff Teague is on the Celtics. Well, if he stays healthy, he can be a nice villain if guys get banged up. That kind of thing. Man. He made $19 million last year. Did you realize that? Now he's like a third-string point guard already? My God, things change fast. Marcus Smart, obviously ta- talented, but I don't know if he's ever going to reach his original potential. I mean, he was looked on to be a pretty damn good player coming into the league. He is good, but he's not as good as people thought. And a lot of the young point guards in the last four or five years, to me, to me have not uh, really reached their potential. I, I just don't see it, and it's a damn shame. Jason Tatum, obviously super great, uh, only 22 years of age, out of Duke, and he's got a hell of a future in this league. Celtics will have the third seed, but I don't know how much success they're going to have in the playoffs, though, when you have Brooklyn and, you know, I just said Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. I, I just don't see the Celtics getting past the second round this time around. Celtics with third, Toronto with fourth. Fifth is going to be Miami for sure. Miami Heat, obviously. Again, Jimmy Butler. Hopefully he can stay healthy and keep things uh, in order and not turn into an idiot, that type of thing. That's always a fear with Jimmy Butler. And do you blame me for saying that? <laughs> Even one bit? It's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the Heat. Obviously, again, Eric Spolster is a great coach. He is. And I remember Marcus, the forecaster in the past, used to always kind of put him down like, yeah, he's nothing. He's a good coach. It's not a spectacular lineup, but it's a good lineup. It's a gritty lineup. And you got Tyler Hero who can shoot from anywhere. Duncan Robinson was one of the cooler names ever, and he's a great shooter. A lot of good shooters that work together. Uh, Kelly Olenek is what he is, kind of off in la-la land somewhere. Butler's, you know, obviously he's a great player, but he kind of, like, fell apart at the end of the NBA Finals. It was kind of weird. It was like, he was almost like, F it, I quit, I give up, fine, Lakers, you win. I don't know. That was, that didn't sit a whole lot uh, well with anybody. They'll be in the mix, but I don't see them making any finals run again. I think they had their run, and I think it's done. And that's all i got to say about that. We'll finally get to the Brooklyn Nets, though. The, the precious Brooklyn Nets will be the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Kevin Durant, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another with Kevin Durant. Obviously, Kyrie Irving, same thing, even more so. It's a team that's put together with bubble gum and duct tape or scotch tape or whatever tape you want. Maybe with uh, Elmer's glue as well. I don't know. <laughs> they have talented guys. There's no question about that. 
Obviously, Chris LeVert's a guy everybody loves, but even he got injured. Spencer Dinwiddie's a nice a spark plug. I'd rather almost have him than Kyrie Irving, you know, for the money. You know, the money balance and this and that, but I suppose everybody's overpaid in the NBA. Jared Allen, super valuable. Kevin Durant, well, stay healthy. Man, 13 years and 32 years of age already. Man, Jeff Green's back with uh, Kevin Durant again. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nicholas Claxton, not Speedy Claxton, Nicholas Claxton, and he's a completely different guy. Se- seven foot almost there. Jared Allen, same thing, 6'11". Mm. I don't know what to say about some of these guys, honestly. <sighs> Torian Prince, he's a valuable piece. Blah, rotation type of guy. DeAndre Jordan's on the on the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously a valuable piece there. Him and Jared Allen will be kind of manning the uh, center position 90% of the time, I'm sure. They have Kevin Durant listed as a power forward, but he doesn't play power forward, does he? I I, I guess he does. He, he does and he doesn't. I guess in today's NBA, whatever. He doesn't really play a power forward game all the time, but I, I guess he kind of does. So maybe I should just shut my mouth. To me, the Clippers are going to wind up as the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be a piece. They'll be a threat for a moment here and there. They'll win some games, but they're not going to win enough. You know, I, I just don't see Brooklyn as a threat. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know what to say about it, honestly. it's I'm not real confident in the Brooklyn Nets. There are nice players on this team that are probably kind of like rolling their eyes at the situation. You know, like Levert, Dinwiddie, guys like that that have earned their stripes. You know, that you know young guys that have earned their stripes to be, you know, leaders on a team. And, well, guess what? You're not. You get to be pushed way off to the side with these big, these megastars that are going to come in and, you know, like dictate everything. So that's, again, that's another thing about the NBA that I don't like a whole lot. You just kind of get pushed to the side if you're not this megastar. It kind of sucks. I agree with these last two. I do. I agree with the last two, especially with, uh, you know, the Magic. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs without uh, Jonathan Isaac, you know, because there's no way he's going to play. After he had the ACL back in August, he's just not going to play, and it's freaking sad because I love uh, I love Jonathan Isaac. Uh, Pacers and Hawks. I think those are going to be the guys rounding out the uh, Eastern Conference. Seventh for the Pacers, Hawks for the eighth seed. I love the Hawks, and I like the Pacers. <laughs> the Hawks are oozing potential in the next year or two. Let's look at the Pacers first. They're more of a steady, solid lineup. Obviously, DeMontis Sabonis continues to get better. You got Brogdon, Aaron Holiday at the point guard position. Oladipo, if he can stay healthy. Jeremy Lamb, who was always a guy that had a ton of potential. I'm not sure if he ever really lived up to it. I don't really see that. Doug McDermott is a piece. Obviously, a guy who can get the job done, be a bit of a stretch for uh, Oladipo. Oladipo's still got star potential. Obviously, he's 28 already. Wow, time flies. But, I mean, still can be a star at times. Miles Turner's super valuable. It's a nice mix of players. To me, they're a legitimate playoff roster, playoff team again if they can stay healthy. As you never know, maybe somebody crazy like Orlando might emerge because they do have other players on that team that are very talented. We'll talk about them for a couple seconds later on, but I do think the Pacers squeak in with a seventh seed and maybe make a little bit of damage here and there, but probably not enough. They're not going to be able to beat the the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. I just don't see that happening. Uh, The Hawks... They're going to be a fun team for many years, I think. I mean, you got so many pieces. It was fun watching them roll through that draft. And I like Okongwu as well. I mean, Okongwu is now part of the mix. 
He's going to be a really solid defensive player. Clint Capella. Oh, I think everybody knows how much I love Clint Capella. Now he's now the center of the Hawks. Trey Young has obviously got a beautiful future. Rajon Rondo is going to help out the Atlanta Hawks. Kind of funny to imagine all the guys leaving the Lakers, but they did. Rajon Rondo got his second ring finally. Got his first run way back. <laughs> way back in 2008. And now here he is much older. Finally got one in 2020. It's pretty crazy to imagine the gap there, 12-year gap. Cam Reddish is a guy I just love. I mean, that's another reason. Chris Dunn's going to be the third string point guard for the Hawks. Those are some good point guards, obviously, behind Dre Young. Chris Dunn's not bad as a backup or even third stringer behind Rajon Rondo. And, of course, Trey Young's the star. John Collins. you got Danilo Gallinari who can hit from the outside. Collins is so valuable. Clint Capella is so viable. Okongwu in the mix. DeAndre Hunter. Cam Reddish. And then you got Bogdanovich, baby. That's the real star right there, Bogdanovich. Yeah, well, no, it's a really beautiful roster. If they can get things together, work together, and, you know, all work towards that common goal, this would be a very valuable team, or a very solid team for many years. Tony Snell, yeah, he's okay sometimes. <laughs> very valuable team. A very exciting team in the Eastern Conference for many, many years to come. And I freaking hope so really like the uh, pick of Okongwu as well because uh, Wolves could use a defensive player like that and the Hawks can as well and it helps with Clint Capella in the mix. I absolutely love Clint Capella and I think he's got uh, many years to come. Hopefully he can stay healthy and be that guy for the Atlanta Hawks. It was crazy when Houston just kind of let him go for a whole lot of nothing but oh well, sucks to be them. Sucks to be the Houston Sprockets at the end of the day. I'll try to bounce around. Orlando Magic again. No Jonathan Isaac. It's a crying shame. They have them as the ninth seed. I, you know, that sounds about right. Uh, Pistons, Bulls, Cleveland, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, none of them are going to make it. Washington Wizards. They have, uh, uh, they have Russell Westbrook. I don't know, man. Of course, John Wall going to the Houston Rockets. Another guy who can't stay healthy for his life. Westbrook generally stays healthy, but... I don't know. He, he's a gunner. He's a he's kind of a cancer. He's a ball hog. He's, again, another guy like Russell Westbrook. How the heck those guys ever could play together, I have no idea. Again, like the type of guy in high school on your, on your, on your actual team or your intramural team or whatever that just won't give up the ball. Like he thinks he's God Almighty out there. Won't give up the freaking ball. And nobody wants to play with a clown like that. No, regardless if he's a good player, he's maybe the best player on the team, give up the bleeping ball once in a while. I mean, you don't need to take like 75 shots and then, oh, you get one shot. You missed. F you. You're never getting the ball again. Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> Guys like that, you just want to trip them when they're running down the court, buddy. Boy, I mean, let me, let me tell you. <laughs> Detroit Pistons, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those franchises that used to have some promise, and of course they haven't for a while. Cleveland's going to be stuck where they are forever. It feels like Charlotte Hornets, the, the uh, Bleacher Report has them 14th, good for last place in the Eastern Conference. I'm not sure they're that bad. They're not great, but they're not that bad at the end of the day. I don't know what to make of all of these teams. <laughs> they're going to have their moments. They're going to not have their moments. I just don't see the magic as a playoff team again. It sucks about Isaac. I really like that guy. Damn. Um, they still have Vucevic, who's spectacular. Aaron Gordon, everybody loves him. Markel Fultz, just another guy who hasn't, earned, who hasn't uh, earned his stripes in the league, and it's a shame. Hopefully he can at some point. Ivan Fonia, I mean, again, they have some nice players, even without Jonathan Isaac, but 
I just think Isaac is that extra piece that would help them become a threat in the Eastern Conference at some point. So if they do make it, they'll be knocked out right away. No question about that. Washington Wizards, yeah. Mostly because of Westbrook. They're going to win a couple games. I mean, they're going to have to. And, of course, you got Bradley Beal, who's spectacular. Not sure how those guys are going to work together, but we'll see. Uh, Beal's saying all the right things, so who knows? Maybe they will be a threat in the Eastern Conference. Thomas Bryant, <laughs> Davis Bartans, Isaac Banga. But you do have Denny Avdijah. You do have the Israeli coming in. You have Denny coming in. Denny. Not Dennis Green, but Denny. Denny A coming in with the Washington Wizards. So we'll see what happens. He's probably going to take time. Uh, you still got Hachimura, who was taken last year, the Japanese guy. Black black Japanese guy, but you get the idea. I know, it's nothing wrong with anybody doing anything there. Uh, Morris Wagner is still around from Michigan, but he's getting very limited action. Robin Lopez is a member of the Washington Wizards now. I thought he was still in the Bucks, but uh, no, nah, he was moved on to the Wizards, or he moved himself on. Jerome Robinson, yep, out of Boston. Ah, oh, man, I like that guy a lot, but... He's kind of buried right now. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. It's kind of like good luck. Oh, boy. Well, we'll see how Denny does. Denny's going to be definitely an X-factor along with Jerome Robinson. Rotation players that could end up being super good someday. Yeah. Robin Lopez is always solid everywhere he goes. It's just how solid, though. <laughs> he's, he's super limited, as everybody knows. Chicago Bulls. I know everybody listening loves the Chicago Bulls because of one guy. Yes, Zach Levine. Everybody loves Zach Levine. We know what he can do. We know he can hit a shot. We know he can dunk. Otto Porter Jr., the former Washington Wizard, Laurie Markin, and the former Timberwolves. Not really. He was a Timberwolf for a split second. Uh, Wendell Carter, guys like that. Kobe. Kobe White. Let's see what he can do. He had an okay rookie year, but really not many players last year stood out. Uh, Patrick Williams is a very nice addition at the power forward position. Very well thought of. Coming to Chicago. Uh, right now, he'll be playing behind Laurie Markkinen. So, somebody's probably going to get traded there. And Thaddeus Young, former Timberwolf, is in the reserve role for the Chicago Bulls. Thaddeus Young, kind of cool. Zach Levine is the leading scorer and all of that. Is he the leader? I don't see him as a, as like the leader. Maybe a leader with an A, not with a C. He's, he's, he's not a captain. He's an alternate captain if I was uh, the coach of the team. A leader. Uh, certainly can shoot, certainly can score, certainly can uh, motivate others, but I don't know. It's it's an entertaining mix, and who knows? Maybe the Bulls will be something this year. I just personally doubt it. Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons. Are they the Pistons? Are they the Pistons? Yeah, forgive the uh, graphic, uh, <laughs> graphic analogy there. That just kind of is what that is. Detroit's all over the place. I mean, they have some players, but none of them really stand out that great, except, obviously, Blake Griffin's the biggest name on the roster. I'm not a big fan. He, he can score, he can dunk, and, yeah, he's Blake Griffin. Woohoo! He's one of those number one picks that puts guys in the seats, guys and gals in the seats. After that, well, <laughs> okay, we're happy for you. Uh, I, I know everybody in town like Derrick Rose, and they want to see him go back to Chicago and win a championship with the Bulls. How cute would that be? And yeah, it'd be cute, all right. That's all I have to say about that. I'm. That's great. <laughs> Killian Hayes is the uh, French young point guard who's going to be given the rock and uh, asked to lead the offense for the Detroit Pistons. Well, we'll see. Certainly a good playmaker. Jalil Okafor is still alive. He is the third string center, at least on this depth chart, on Yahoo Sports anyway. 
Uh, Wayne the Rain, Rain Rain Ellington is still alive. Wow. Remember him, taken by the Wolves back in the 2009 draft. Interesting. We'll see how he uh, pans out. <laughs> no, what am I talking about? He never really did. He could shoot a little bit. He was a factor. He was good at times with like the heat and stuff, but generally speaking, eh, you know, he is what he is. Duboya, he was an exciting player coming into the draft as well, and we'll see what happens with him. Dumboya, Dumboya. He's got potential still, and hopefully he can continue to develop and become a piece for Detroit. They have pieces. It's just they're not going to make any postseason, in my humble opinion, or arrogant opinion, or whatever opinion I have. Cleveland Cavaliers are they're just balls. You know, There's not a whole lot to say there either. Yeah, <clears throat> they have Darius Garland. They have Dante Exum. And Teladova is back. That's funny. They have Kevin Love. Woohoo. Isaac Okoro's got a future, I suppose. Andre Drummond is no longer with Detroit. He is with Cleveland, of course. Colin Sexton is the shooting guard. Dante Exum. That's funny. He's just a piece. Kevin Porter Jr. Well, you know. It's just, uh, the roster is okay. Some nice starting, it's a nice starting lineup. Okoro, Sexton, Drummond, Love, Darius Garland. It's a nice starting lineup, but after that, uh, I, I just don't see Cleveland doing a whole lot, so I kind of agree with uh, the prediction. I don't know about 13th, but yeah, they're not going to have a whole lot of hope. They say 0% chance of making the postseason, where Detroit has a 5% chance, Chicago 15% chance, and the Charlotte Hornets with a 0% chance. Michael Jordan continuing to, uh, well, let's just say after all the wins in his actual playing career as an owner, it looks like things are kind of balancing out a bit, aren't they? Getting closer to 500, aren't, aren't they? <laughs> oh, Washington sucks. Uh, sorry. Washington sucks and so does Charlotte. And I, and I like the Hornets a lot. I, I like the Hornets a lot more than I like Washington. Mostly because of their uniforms and their name and everything. Outside of that, well, they have Bismack Biombo. Feels like he's been in the league forever. It has been nine years. They have LaMelo Ball. Call me LaMelo Mello, I guess. Um, LaMelo Yellow. No, LaMelo Ball. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. He can't shoot. His defense sucks. And he can drive to the basket and he can pass to people. Okay, so, well, I'm glad he wasn't taking number one overall in the draft. He might end up being something someday. Gordon Hayward just didn't work out with Boston. He got bang, He got injured right away, like minutes into his first game. Remember, you could hear his ankle snap on national television. You could hear it. It was really sad. Um, he was okay at times, but not nearly what he was with the Utah Jazz. He's now with the Charlotte Hornets. So we'll see what happens there. Jalen McDaniels, well, okay. They're hoping for the best there. Caleb Martin and Cody Martin, that's nice. Malik Monk, obviously, there's something there with Malik. I got a thing, and Terry Rogier was a really nice jump-up player with the Boston Celtics a couple years back. Cody Zeller, God, that was one of Michael's, or, well, his, him and his, uh, well, him telling his GM what to do, that kind of thing, type of move that, yeah, was typical, I guess. Just not too good. Vernon Terry Jr., very excited out of Duke, very excited to see him. And his future, Miles Bridges, is a piece, valuable guy. Flint, Michigan, just like uh, our buddy Trent Tucker, Michigan State in this case, not with the Gophers. Vernon Carey Jr., though, I'm a huge fan, seriously. And he's only 19 years of age. He's a legitimate, legitimate center, 270 pounds. Love his post game, And 
I just think he's got a nice future in the league. I think it's a nice draft pick, actually, considering where he fell. He's not going to be super high. He fell to the second round. Can you believe it? Second pick in the second round. I think he's going to be a very good player in the NBA. Great pick by Michael's club, anyway. But I guess they are going to be one of the worst teams in the East. I'm not sure they're going to be the worst team in the Eastern Conference, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, I'm not that negative on the Charlotte Hornets. Hopefully they jump ahead of teams like Cleveland, Detroit, and Chicago. <laughs> It'd be funny to see Washington way at the bottom, but you got two at least legitimate stars in Washington. They're both in the backcourt, and we'll see how that goes. The Western Conference. Oh, excuse me. The New York Knicks actually are looked on as even worse. Yeah, poor New York Knicks. Philip Brown, my apologies. They're looked on as even worse than the Charlotte Hornets as they're kind of hidden beneath everybody here. That's just kind of mean. I like Obi Toppin, though. <laughs> I think he's got a nice future. Nerland Noel, if he can stay healthy. Julius Randle, if he can stay healthy. Sound familiar? Alfred Prayton, if he can stay healthy. And they got Frank. Yeah, they got Frank there. <laughs> Nitalikina, I think I said that right. Austin Rivers, yuck. Uh, he's the backup shooting guard, basically. Obi Toppin, love his game. He's going to be competing for minutes, though, early on in his career. And, of course, he's a raw guy. Super talented, though. Mitchell Robinson's awesome. Uh, Nerlens Noel obviously has a lot of ability. Just can't stay freaking healthy. Omari Spellman went to there from the Wolves in a deal. Yep. Mitchell Robinson. Amari Stone in the former Wolf for about five seconds. Love. Absolutely love Mitchell Robinson. He's the next Ewing. No, I don't know about that, but uh, Julius Randle, obviously, super, super talented guy. Not the best defensive player, but who is these days, it seems like. Maryland's Noel gets those blocks and everything. A very long 6'10". Love his game. He just can't. You know, I said it 15 times already. Just can't stay healthy. They got Michael Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist also with the Knicks now. But, uh... <laughs> what do they call it, right? <laughs> I'm just laughing at the whole situation. Bleacher Report has them winning only 13 games, losing 59 in the limited schedule this year. Oh, they do not like the New York Knicks. And, uh... They do not like the New York Knicks. And... Eastern Conference, and a certain blue team in the Western Conference, they don't like us either, do they? They don't like us at all. You can kind of guess where they're putting us, which is kind of mean. They have the Denver Nuggets with the best record in the West. Doesn't mean they're going to win the West, though. Just like Milwaukee's had the best record in the East. Doesn't mean they're going to win the East. <laughs> Denver Nuggets, the best record in the West. Interesting. Well, I guess that means they're going to win our division, doesn't it? Nikola Jokic, the Joker. No, Jokic, sorry. <laughs> Paul Millsap. Jamichael Green, always liked him. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. I don't know. Are they going to have the best record in the e in the West? I don't think they have that kind of a team, do they? Will Barton's obviously one of those guys. Another guy who was part of the David Kahn terrible draft night in 2011. Another one. Bull Bowl. 7 for 2. He's a member of the Nuggets. Possibly an exciting player. We'll see how that pans out. I'm not uber excited about it. At the end of the day, Gary Harris. Obviously love his game, but another guy who can't stay healthy. Jamal Murray. Absolute stud. And the argument I brought up a while ago about him versus Zach Levine, I just think he has a more of a complete game than Zach Levine. Levine obviously is showing tons of potential with his offense and all that. Uh... Not as good of a defender as, as other players, obviously. Jamal Murray hasn't been a good defender, really, either. 
Mm, I don't know. I don't think Denver's going to have the best record in the West. I disagree with this wholeheartedly, but I'll mention them anyway. I think they're going to be like second or third at the end of the day. I got to go with the world champion Lakers with the number one uh, record in the West. It's got to be the Lakers, right? It's not going to be the Clippers either, even though they have all kinds of potential. They have Denver winning 51 games, losing 21. So I don't know. I'll see what happens with that at the end of the day. I really like uh, what the Lakers can do. I'm not a fan of LeBron James anymore. Uh, as a player, I'm a big fan. Not a fan of other things. We'll keep that for the podcast called Freedom of Thought, <laughs> if need be, if I need to bring him up. I mean, when you add Marcus Soule to the roster, though, my goodness. You know, the guy who was on Toronto not that long ago, obviously Memphis, great career with him. And there's rumors about Paul Gasol rejoining the Lakers. Wouldn't that be cool? Marcus Gasol, what a nice addition. Obviously, he's, you know, past his prime. He's limited, this and that. And not everybody on this roster is like, holy cow, I got to have him. I do think losing Rajon Rondo is not good. Uh, I think that's bad, but that's how it goes. Maybe he wanted a better role. Of course, he's not going to start with Atlanta when you have freaking... Uh, <laughs> he's not going to start with the Atlanta Hawks when you have Trey Young. So what are you going to do? Uh, Dennis Schroeder. I don't know. Dennis Schroeder. It's, it's Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. We'll see what happens with him. Wesley Matthews. Nice, valuable guy. Another guy who, I'll say it with me, can't stay healthy. <laughs> this guy can't stay healthy. And that guy can't stay healthy. You know, you could go on for days telling everybody who can't stay healthy. Because so many guys can't stay healthy. Here's the younger Greek freak, Costas. There's the younger one. Okay, I got it mixed up with his older brother. So there's three, yeah, there's three <coughs> Greek freaks in the NBA. Yeah, there's three brothers in the NBA. That's kind of cool. Quinn Cook, former member of the Warriors. Anthony Davis, obviously superstar. Say whatever you want about him. Jared Dudley, one of the greatest uh, rotation veteran guys in the NBA. Happy for him being on the Lakers. Marc Gasol looking for a second ring. How about that? <laughs> Could join his brother with two rings. He's going to be good. He's going to be a valuable piece. Obviously, unfortunately, he's 35, but so is, so is LeBron James. He's 35. 17 years in the league. Ancient now, LeBron James. <laughs> and, he's, and his beard has been rivaling James Harden's lately. It got so big last year. Uh, not that it really matters. I think the Lakers, though, I think they're going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Yes, Vince Germano, and enjoy that uh, championship banner. Vince Germano, championship banner in uh, L.A. and in Australia. That's just a little nudge-nudge hint-hint about the uh, championship banner in Australia. Lakers, championship banner in Australia. I think he knows what he means. Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. <laughs> LeBron James, though, still, all these years later, he knows all the tricks. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I think Michael Jordan is. But he is still, even though I see Tom Brady as the greatest player in NFL history with his six championships, quarterbacking the Patriots, and even being respectable with the Tampa Bay, <coughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But at the end of the day, he does, have Le he does have Tom Brady to him, LeBron James. It's just the way he's able to stay healthy, except for that stupid groin injury on Christmas Day two years ago. <clears throat> we'll leave that alone. Um, but the way he's, he just knows all the little tricks. That's what I admire about LeBron James. All the little tricks so he doesn't overuse his energy. And you don't really see age from him because of that. You don't really see his age. Like LeBron, or excuse me, Tom Brady is still moving around, you know, the same he was moving around at 27. 
not a very mobile guy, but he doesn't get sacked because he knows where to step, when to step, and when to throw, where to throw. And, and that's why Tom Brady is still a super a superstar quarterback at 43. LeBron might end up playing into his 40s the way he's going, and we'll see how many rings he gets with the LA Lakers because it could be quite a few. It could be. Uh, as long as guys do what? As long as guys do what? Say it again. Stay healthy. They still have Jaden McDaniels as the... They still have Jaden McDaniels showing as their draft pick, which is funny. He wound up with the Timberwolves, of course, after a spider web of trades. It's a good group, though. It's a nice group. Obviously, you know, it's top-heavy. And when you're top-heavy with the right players, that's when you win championships. It doesn't matter if you have a ton of great players on the bench, even though they do have some. Kyle Kuzma's valuable. Montrez Harrell is a nice player. Marquise Morris. Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I know Vince Germano can't stand him, and I don't blame him. He stinks. He stinks. I mean, I loved him coming into the draft, but again, that's the same draft with the, the freak. The same draft with the Greek freak, and if we took Pope instead of the Greek freak, we'd look even dumber. Of course, uh, Shabazz Muhammad isn't impressing anybody. Gorgi Zheng was very solid, but certainly not a great player. Greek freak with the Wolves. You can, you know, who cares about who cares about Zach Levine if you have the Greek freak at that point? Oh man, imagine if you have Greek freak at power forward and Carl Anthony Towns at center, Vicky Rubio at point guard, and maybe miracles happen and you wind up with uh, <laughs> the same trade where you get uh, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell with Carl Anthony Towns. And the Greek freak? Let's go, as Paul Allen would say. <laughs> Locally, of course, KFAN and voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go! <laughs> that would be a nice team. Lakers picking up where they left off, winning three preseason games. That's quaint and everything, but I'm sure they're not too concerned about that. I think the Los Angeles Clippers will be the number two seed, and Denver will be third. So we're going to stay in L.A. back-to-back. Clippers will have the number two seed in the Western Conference. Even though I hate the Western Conference, they are the Western Conference. I hate the Western Conference because they're the teams that beat us up. Clippers are 0-3. They're starting off great, but who cares? It's just preseason. They were able to keep Paul George. They got Kawhi Leonard. And now they have Tyron Lewis uh, as the head coach. Think about what you want with him. He did win a championship with Cleveland. Yes, LeBron James was the star player with Cleveland, and he like literally led that team to a championship. But he's a good coach. I think Tyron Lue is a good coach. Not a great coach. He's a good coach. Uh, Patrick Beverly's still there. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, as uh, <laughs> as uh, Wayne Hunt would say for the Courtside Podcast. Marcus Morris, who's had some great moments. Nicholas Batum finally left Charlotte and is now a member of the Clippers. We're happy for him. He was with Charlotte for a while. Obviously, Portland forever. Boy, Luke Kennard has had his moments. Paul George, yep, Lou Williams, the super six man. Serge Ibaka would be starting at center. Huh. Huh. That's the modern NBA for you. And they don't really care about size, do they? Garcia's seven foot. It's just he's not a big dude. He is seven foot, to be fair. And I like Serge Ibaka a lot. So hopefully he can uh, man that position. DeAndre Jordan's long gone, obviously. Amir Coffey, former Minnesota Gopher out of Hopkins, Minnesota. Hopkins, Minnesota. Isn't that crazy? Hopkins Royals, all that cool stuff. Yeah, isn't that cool? Amir Coffey, again. Very skilled guy. Too damn skinny. Hopefully he's getting bigger. He looked kind of good, though, in the preseason so far. He looked all right at times. Daniel Oturu, absolutely love 
Daniel Oturu, originally from Brooklyn, New York. Awesome career with the Golden Gophers. He's your future starting center, I think, for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Ibaka's center for now, but Daniel Oturu, man. Love this guy. Love this guy, Daniel Oturu. Hopefully it works out nicely for him. I was excited for him when he went to the Clippers, and they need a center because DeAndre Jordan is no more really well put together team. They should at least be the number two seed in the in the Western Conference, pardon me. Reggie Jackson, he's been around forever, hasn't he? He's okay. You know, he, he'll put up numbers here and there, but a lot of times he's just inconsistent and kind of crazy. But absolutely love this Clipper roster. I, I do. Uh, they could win the championship. They they can. I don't know what the deal was with Doc Rivers. It just feels like the franchise has been cursed forever when it comes to getting to the Western Conference Final, which shouldn't be that big of an ask at the end of the day. It just shouldn't. But the, you know, Clippers always seem to find a way to blow it by the second round. They'll win a series and then out. And that's where the frustration continued and why they wound up not keeping Doc Rivers as the uh, head coach. I personally don't like the guy anymore, and I'll leave that to myself. I, I don't know. I think he complains too much. Okay, I left it to myself already, right? He complains too much, and the rest of it I'll just leave where, where it needs to be. <laughs> I don't like Nicholas Batum either with the game he played with us years ago. Use this for leverage, jackass. <laughs> Patrick Beverly's already 32. Go get him a mere coffee and, of course, uh, Daniel Oturo. That's my favorite gopher in many years. He's my favorite gopher for the last many years. Absolutely love Daniel Oturo and I wanted him on the Wolves badly. Oh, he was taken by the Wolves. Oh, sure, he was taken by the Wolves, only to be traded, though. It was just, it was immediately, the trade was already announced right before we took him. Like, oh, we hear this pick is going to whoever. And, you know, he was the team before the Clippers. I believe it was New York. And it's like, ah. <laughs> it's like, sure, we took Daniel Oturo. It doesn't mean anything. He's already been traded. So, ah, stupid. <laughs> that drove me nuts. I think he's going to be really good. I really do. I think he's better than any type of second-round pick or any nonsense like that. I think he's going to have a nice NBA career, and Clippers fans will be very happy to have him. Already talked about Denver, so you got L.A. number one, L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clippers number two, Denver Bronco Nuggets number three. So it's still the first three teams. They have Portland going fourth, huh? Portland, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I think I might go with Utah. I don't know. Portland obviously is a dangerous team at times. They can make, they can wreak some havoc. They have them twenty games above five hundred though. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about Portland. Twenty games above five hundred. I'm not so sure about all that. They have nice players. They have Nurkic, Derek Jones. I don't know. C.J. McCollum and Lillard are obviously great. Robert Covington, Carmelo Anthony, Cantor, Robin Hood, who can't stay frickin' healthy like everybody else in the league. So much as stub your toe, you're out for five months in the NBA, which is what I don't like about the NBA. <laughs> I think Utah's fourth. I just, I don't know, I like Utah. Doesn't mean they're going to do a whole lot, but they're dangerous. They can shoot. They're always like, I don't know how to explain it. They're just gritty. They're tough. I love what they do out there. Uh, Bogdanovich, yep. <laughs> Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, who can shoot really well sometimes. <clears throat> Mike Conley's still super valuable. Hey, he won the horse game on Easter, remember? Remember that snowy Easter here in the Twin Cities? He won the horse game. He won. Donovan Mitchell, well, we don't have to worry about COVID-19 with him, I hope. Mike Conley, is he hurt again? God. Uh, stop getting hurt, man. Please. Stop getting hurt. That would make a big difference 
I guess they're going to be the 17th seed, if, you know, because everybody's hurt. That's just the that's just the way of the league. Rudy Gobert, one of the most frustrating shot blockers in the league in terms of playing against him. He's a pain in the ass to play against, and everybody knows that. Donovan Mitchell, love his game in so many ways. Offensive juggernaut type of guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the fourth seed with uh, Utah Jazz. They don't have Rubio anymore, but, well, they have Mike Conley, if he can stay healthy. We'll see what happens with that. Man, he was taking two years before Rubio. He's already in his 30s, isn't he? Yep, he's well into his 30s. 33 already. Mm-mm. Age. Age, ladies and gentlemen. That's the one thing. That's what could actually hurt Utah a little bit. Mike Conley's 33 already. Man. Man, am I old, right? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, though. Jordan Clarkson's a nice spark plug type of guy. Rudy Gobert. It's not a great team, but the production. The production and the, the good coaching there is a factor. Houston is what they are. They're imploding in on themselves. We'll go with Portland with the, no, Dallas. Dallas, I think, is going to be the fifth seed. They have them all the way down at seven. Dallas is going to be the fifth seed for me. Dallas Cowboys. No, Dallas Mavericks. They obviously have a nice roster. Of course, the Wolves made a nice, beautiful comeback against them and won last night. How cool is that? Nice to see, uh, well, <laughs> Anthony Edwards shot really well in the first quarter. He had 11 points. He made his first three threes of the game. And he wound up not shooting so well the rest of the game, but I guess that's how that goes. <laughs> Porzingis, again, if he can do what? Stay healthy would be really nice for the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic, everybody thinks he's the next Magic Johnson or something. Obviously, he's great, but I'm not ready to put him in the Magic Johnson category or anything. Josh Richardson, love him out of Philadelphia. Miami Heat originally, Philadelphia, this and that. Love Josh Richardson. Uh, it's a pretty nice put-together team, of course. At power forward, Kleiber and uh, shooting guard Tim Hardaway Jr., okay, they're, they're, you know, eh, that might be why teams might not, or, you know, like uh, experts out there might not be willing to put this team up too high. Courtney Lee, wow, 35 now, still around. <sighs> wow, that guy's old. Um, but the the three players there, though, of uh, Doncic, Porzingis, Richardson, it's a pretty good group of guys right there that could be something in this league at some point. I'm not so sure. I don't know. Uh, maybe I shouldn't make them as a fifth seed. Nah, I mean, I don't like Portland either, though. So, I, yeah, I, I will say Dallas is fifth because of the star power. They'll be the fifth seed. It's not like I'm putting them number one or anything. Fifth seed isn't that great. Sixth seed is your Portland Trailblazers. Now I'm finally calling them that and not calling them the Jailblazers. Still got your great backcourt at the end of the day. It's uh, really nice... It's probably the best or second second or third best backcourt in the league, if not the best on certain nights. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Gary Trent got that nice spot-up shot. Gary Trent Jr., by the way, not senior, who played with the Wolves. Rodney Hood, again, when he's healthy, he's a nice, valuable spark plug type of guy. Derek Jones Jr., Robert Covington, remember him? Covington's a nice piece. Carmelo Anthony is a bit of a sixth man now. And, man, he's 36 years old now. Ancient. Obviously, in the same draft as uh, LeBron James, and was not a high schooler. He actually went to Syracuse, so he's even older. Cantor and Nursich, Nurkic, excuse me, valuable guys. That Collins is what he is. He's going to get his, you know, five minutes a game or whatever <laughs> at the big man positions. Maybe ten to twelve minutes here and there. Cantor, still under twenty, so or thirty, part of me. So good for him. He's still got a chance to be something at the end of the day. 
Hood is still under 30. Yeah, I suppose he wasn't taken that long ago. I really loved him in the draft years to go out of Duke. Um, it's a nice roster, but they're not going to win anything. You know, they're not winning Jack. You know, fine, they'll, they'll have like the equivalent of like what a 50-win team would be during a regular, like a real regular season. They're not going to win Jack, though. They're just not. I mean, <laughs> so I had Utah fourth, Dallas fifth, Portland sixth, seventh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I mean, is Houston still a playoff team? You know, John Wall, whatever. I I, I don't like the vibe with Houston right now, but maybe, maybe it will be better. You still got Eric Gordon. Of course, Harden is still there, so maybe he'll just stay with John Wall. Maybe he never does get traded. P.J. Tucker, Christian Wood at center. DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins. That's funny if he can stay healthy. Uh, Damari Carroll. Yeah, he's ancient now. Man, boy, time flies. I don't know. I'm assuming Harden's not going to be there, and if he is, he's just going to be a jackass. It's not going to work out. Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know. I'm having a tough time with this one. This is not one of those where you just run in and say, this team's making the playoffs. Okay, I'm going to make everyone smile for a second because I think, even though he's a jackass, he is a winner in the regular season. Chris Paul, he'll be good enough to help, obviously, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, who's obviously really talented if he's not in trouble. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> Tyshawn Alexander, of course, a nice, interesting pick in the draft. Tyshawn I think the Phoenix Suns are the seventh seed. Phoenix Suns, seventh seed in the Western Conference. They'll get in the playoffs and get beat by the Clippers in four or five games. They got Dario Saric just completely buried. It's almost forgotten about him now, but it is what it is. Uh, what are you going to do? Cameron Johnson's got a future. Jay Crowder's solid. Michael Bridges, like him a lot. Devin Booker, well, he's a great player. He can score. He's a great offensive player. He looks like a little punk sometimes with, you know, that smirk on his face. I don't know. <laughs> just he, he gives me a bad vibe, but he's a good player. Kind of like Curry. Curry gives me a bad vibe, too. Chris Paul. Chris Paul's nothing but bad vibes, except when he's in State Farm commercials, I guess. But even there, he looks pissed off most of the time because somebody broke something of his, including that imposter, which is really funny. <laughs> That's, those commercials are kind of funny. <clears throat> I miss Cliff Paul. They killed the character. I miss Cliff Paul. He was cool. <laughs> I think the Suns make the playoffs, though. I think it's too much talent. Chris Paul's leadership will get them to the seventh seed, and they'll lose in the first round. Woohoo! The eighth seed will be the greatest eighth seed of all time. The greatest eighth seed in the history of mankind. Or will they be? Uh, let's say no. <laughs> let's say no. Because somebody, you, you know who is probably going to get hurt somehow or magically get hurt so they can screw around and stuff for one more year until they're 35 years old. Who's going to get that eighth seed? Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? I'm going to... Can I make Wayne smile? Or should I make uh, somebody in New Orleans smile? It's between those two for me. It's not going to be the Kings. It's not going to be the Thunder. It's not going to be the Timberwolves. Well, Timberwolves... Timberwolves... There's a chance. There's a chance for the Wolves, but boy, they don't like us. They do not like us in uh, Bleacher Report. I think we have a higher than 0% like they're giving us. Plus 12,000 to make it. <laughs> That's kind of harsh. Pelicans, Suns, Warriors, 
yeah, that's the greatest eighth seed ever if they make it. Woohoo. Uh, I really like the Grizzlies. I I do. But mostly because of John Morant, though. I shouldn't even say I really like them. I just like them. New Orleans Pelicans, yeah, they're being coached by Henry Gandhi. Oof, duh. But maybe the first year things will happen. Good things will happen. Nah, that was probably another mistake. Just like Gentry, now you go to Stan Van Gundy. New Orleans, what the hell are you doing? You know, you have all this potential and then you do stuff like that. I don't know, though. With Clay Thompson's injury, can I pick the Warriors to make the playoffs? The Warriors to make the playoffs? No Clay Thompson. Uh, Kevin Durant's long gone. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, woohoo. And Curry, you know, is what he is, whatever. But he always winds up with something, like his hand got hurt, his ankle's hurting, his, his, his you know, his, his mouth guard is, is uh, cracked. He's, he's out for a month. I don't know. <laughs> his mouth guard is a crack in it. He's out for the month. I don't know. Houston Sprockets. Okay, the Houston Sprockets will get the eighth seed, depending on who they get back in the trade, I guess. Yeah, they'll get the eighth seed. Houston Sprockets. I just left them hanging there. Yeah, frick you, Houston. You're going to make the blast, Okay. <laughs> Frick you, Houston. That's a new one. Yes, Houston makes the playoffs. Woo-hoo, and they get swept by the Lakers in the first round. But we'll see. John Wall, if he stays healthy, yeah, we said that for the 15,000th time about people staying healthy. Gordon, that used to be the case, too. Valuable guy. Shooting and all that. We all know about him. Gerald Green. My God, Gerald Green's 34. He's been in the league 15 years. Oh, my God. I must be, like, 90 years old or something. I, I don't understand. Ben McLemore. Oh, what a bust. What a bust. Jeez, Ben McLemore. What happened to you, man? <clears throat> and he's already been in the league seven years. I'm getting old. John Wall's 30 years old already. Wow. Well, I don't even remember the last time this guy played. I mean, how many years has it been? <laughs> When's the last time he played? Sometime in 2019, right? 32 games. 32 games in 2018, 2019. I guess it depends on who they get back in the trade. Oh, boy. The bottom seed of the East is the West is bad. The Wolves could have a shot, you know, if guys actually show up and play. The preseason looks real crappy. I think it's going to be just another year of getting better, basically, for the Wolves. And then next year, they may have a legitimate shot of not only making the playoffs, but being like a fourth or fifth seed. I'm actually that optimistic about the Wolves next year. This Rockets roster sucks. It sucks. It kind of depends, too. With Golden State, it depends on um, James Wiseman. How legit is he? Because if he's, like, legit, you, you definitely got a point guard and center type of thing going on. Point guard and big man with Curry. And uh, and you still have Raymond Green. And you still have freaking Wiggins. But he's the same old Wiggins to me. Kent Bazemore, that's funny. Okay, freaking Warriors make the playoffs. Ugh. The Warriors make the playoffs, and hopefully LeBron stomps them into the freaking ground. Even though I don't even like LeBron, I don't like Curry either. Curry's 32 already. Wow. Again, same old thing. Guys are aging quickly. Draymond Green's 30 already, so that's the good part. I don't think the Warriors win another title. I, I think it's over, and good riddance. Absolutely good freaking riddance. They will make the playoffs with the 8th seed. They'll be the greatest 8th seed ever, and maybe they'll make it really tough on the Lakers. Clay Thompson will not play a single game. An Achilles tear, there's no way. Wiggins is what he is. I supported him and 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 supported him. And what did he do after that? After his first couple of years, he let me down. 
And that's all I got to say about that. He is a big letdown, in my opinion. So, I don't know. He, he did well with the Warriors in the limited time last year, but they'll make the playoffs and they'll get beat. We'll just leave it at that. The Rockets, I'm just not impressed. They're a freaking mess. Uh, the Wolves, I, I think the Wolves are going to be a bigger threat than the 15th freaking seed, though. I think the 15th seed is probably going to be OKC. I think the Wolves are better than the Kings, generally. The Spurs are dangerous at times. they still got nice veterans there. Aye, aye, aye. I already talked about the Rockets. I just don't want to say much about them. They're, it's a crappy roster. They're not making any playoffs. They'll be like the 10th or 11th seed, and who cares? Grizzlies, it kind of doesn't matter. You know, it kind of doesn't matter who's who's going to, like, uh, what seed they're going to be in. They'll just miss the playoffs. I like the Grizzlies, though. The Grizzlies I actually do like, but I don't know. There's just not enough there. That's the problem. They're solid players, but there's not enough. You know, Jaron Jackson's all right. Dylan Brooks, solid, very good. I don't know. There's just not enough there for me to get too excited about the Grizzlies just yet. Even though they always kick our butts, and they sure as heck did. New Orleans Pelicans, let's move a little bit quicker here so we can get to fan interaction and wrap things up eventually. Steven Adams, the former OKC Thunder. Brandon Ingram, former Los Angeles Laker. Eric Bledsoe, solid player again who can't stay healthy. Lonzo Ball, that's Vince Germano's favorite player. And, not, and last but not least, uh, Zion Williamson, but led by Stan Van Gundy. I don't know. I think the upper management for this team is not good, and that's the problem. It's going to hurt them. It's too bad because uh, they got a franchise type of guy in Zion Williamson. Again, I don't see him as this Shaq or this, you know, franchise-changing guy necessarily, even though he, he, he kind of is, but he kind of isn't. We'll see. <clears throat> I love him as a player, but, yeah, he, okay, he's franchise-changing. I just don't think he's, like, league-changing like Shaq was, that type of thing. He's going to have a great career. Obviously, his rookie number is spectacular when he was able to get started and get rolling. But I don't know. I don't know how spectacular of a career he's going to have necessarily. I don't know how healthy he's going to stay. I mean, Chuck, Chuck got hurt a lot too, didn't he? <laughs> Charles Barkley. So that's the thing. Spurs, well, you know, it's it's kind of like remnants of a, a lost relic, that kind of thing. That's kind of what the Spurs are. Other than LaMarcus Aldrich, you know, you got Rudy Gay still alive. What the heck? <laughs> Jacob Podel, uh, DeMar DeRozan's still very good. Derek White's got his moments here and there, but nothing really to brag about. There's no way they're a playoff team. The Spurs, there's just no way. Sacramento Kings, obviously I like their, I like certain players on the roster. I really like De'Aaron Fox. I love Raquan Holmes. Harrison Barnes, God, what the hell. Remember, he was supposed to be a valuable player for the Warriors. Buddy Heald can shoot from the outside. Obviously, Halliburton's got a, got serious potential. Frank Kaminsky, what the heck. Yeah, Frank Kaminsky, <laughs> Kaminsky from Wisconsin. That's really funny. Glenn Robinson III, that's funny also. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, Belitza's still there. Nemanja Belitza. He had his huge moments uh, against us, believe it or not, and played well for us as well. It's kind of a fun team, but they're not going to make any postseason. Halliburton, obviously, has got serious potential long-term. But uh, that's also a sign they might be, like, scared about uh, Darren, Darren Fox. But maybe they're looking to have one of them as a shooting guard in the future. And they also have Buddy Hill still. I'm surprised he's still there, honestly. Fun team to watch, but I don't think they're going to win a whole lot of games. 
definitely a fun team to watch. I like their logo and everything. Pretty cool. I like it way better than the one they had uh, years ago in the Chris Webber era. <clears throat> That's just my opinion. Talked about all of those guys. Talked about all of them. OKC is the last one, pretty much, obviously, other than Minnesota, which I talked about in the first segment. No, they got Al Horford. God, I can't. I feel bad for that guy. And SGA, Shea, Gilgius Alexander, who had his moments. Uh, George Hill. Himado Diallo, a shooting guard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just all i got to say about that. It's... Uh, Oh boy, it's starting over. They're starting over in OKC, but they got a bajillion draft picks coming from the Clippers and other teams. So we'll see. The Thunder might have something going in the next couple of years because of the draft picks. It's uh, there is a chance for something good to happen, and that Shea guy is actually pretty good. The, the this uh, you know the guard, the G basically, uh, Shea SGA basically is what you could call him. He's he's got potential, and Horford is just this veteran guy who will be uh, a captain, I guess, along with Trevor Ariza and George Hill. But other than that, it's just not a whole lot to say. I kind of agree. I, I think they'll have the worst record in the Western Conference. I think the Wolves will be somewhere around 10 and 11 most of the year. I think we'll be knocking on the door. But I don't necessarily see us getting past Golden State or, or Phoenix or somebody like that. I just don't necessarily see that happening. Uh, that's just kind of a vibe I have at the moment. So, you got number one. Number one with the Lakers. Number two with the Clippers. Number three with the Denver Nuggets. Number four, Utah. Number five, Dallas. Number six, Portland. Number seven, Phoenix. Number eight, Golden State. And after that, it's like Houston and all them. They're not going to make it. Minnesota, unfortunately. New Orleans. Memphis. Yeah, that's just how I see it. So, with that... In the postseason, in the Western Conference, or no, Eastern Conference, the Conference Final, it's got to be Milwaukee and Philadelphia. It's got to be. It's got to be. I know that might sound kind of lame, like having the top two seeds, but I might end up going that in both both ways here. But Milwaukee and Philadelphia, it's got to be those two, and I'm hoping for that. I think we're dying for that. That's a good matchup. It's a lot of fun to watch, and it's going to be entertaining, to say the least. In that... Case, I think, boy, it kind of depends on a lot of things. Obviously, who's going to get traded, who's going to stay healthy. I can't trust Philadelphia to stay healthy, and Milwaukee's had their choking moments, but I think they finally get to the finals. I think the Milwaukee Bucks finally win the Eastern Conference. They finally go all the way. Like this, this last summer, they didn't even get to the Conference Final, which was really sad, but I think after that, uh, they get to the finals. Let's go to the West. Is it going to be an all LA and all Staples Center Western Conference final? Is it finally going to have the finally going to be the case? Tyrone Lue against his former star player <laughs> when they won their championship in Cleveland. LeBron James and the Lakers versus the LA Clippers, Kawhi Leonard and all that. I kind of think so. I I, I don't think Denver is going to upset anybody again. I don't see any upstart team like Utah or Dallas. Maybe maybe somebody like Dallas has some kind of a miracle run. I just don't see it. I think it's time for the Clippers to get to the Western Conference Finals and play the L.A. Lakers. But I I don't know. Um, I think the Lakers win the West again to play the Bucks, 
and I think they go back-to-back at this moment. I think the Lakers go back-to-back champions. LeBron gets his fifth ring, so there you go. A lot of people thought he'd get at least four, and, and he did. It took a while, but he finally got his fourth ring. I think he gets his fifth ring at the end of the day. That's just where I'm standing with the LA Lakers going back-to-back, beating the Bucks in six. I think the Bucks beat the uh, 76ers in... It's going to be like either five or seven. I don't think it's going to be six. It's going to be an odd number, one of those two, depending on who's healthy and who isn't. You know how I keep going with that? Because the NBA, it's a big thing. And I'm not trying to insult anybody and make a mockery and talk bad about this or that. It's just That's just how it is. Uh, and it's like that with every sport, but the NBA seems bigger. Um, Bucks winning... Bucks winning five. I think they'll get past Philadelphia convincingly. And I do believe that the LA Lakers... Go to seven games versus the Clippers. It's going to be the best series. It's going to be the the winner of this series wins the championship. That type of thing. It's going to be like that. That's going to be the quote-unquote NBA Finals. And the Lakers beat the Bucks in six to win the NBA championship back-to-back. So they get another back-to-back and maybe the final one of LeBron's career. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But another back-to-back for the Lakers, just like 2009-2010. I think he got a back-to-back for the Los Angeles Lakers, even though they lost some very valuable uh, bench pieces, which maybe that'll be the end doing it, the Lakers. And the Clippers end up not only uh, getting to the finals finally, not just the West, but the NBA finals and winning it, and finally getting something <laughs> in the Clipperland versus Lakerland in L.A., the, the so-called City of Angels, as they say, though some people might think it's the opposite, City of something else. With that said, we'll take a quick break and look at fan interaction right after this. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three, fan interaction for the season preview for 2020-2021. There you go. Great to be back for one final segment to look at what you guys had to say. Mostly Twitter, looks like. So that we have a new Twitter account. I need to get this out there, and it will be in the show description. TWolvesX, TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX is the new Twitter account. It's kind of lonely and stupid still in the very early stages, but a lot of you super-duper important people have been uh, have been uh, on board already, so thank you guys so very much. Vinrock, Vince Germano, and Tene Brown, to name uh, two of the top of all, retweeting the most recent episode, 285, Draft and Free Agency 2020. I don't think I've ever seen it happen before, where it went from Draft and Free Agency right to uh, Season Opener. Boom, boom, like that. But it did this year, because that's just how that goes. Also was retweeted by Levi Brown. Thank you very much out of New Zealand. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Tanae Brown says, I don't mind it, especially with team option. This was just a couple, like a week or so ago. What was I saying? Yep, it was uh, the when the Wolves signed Mr. Juancho uh, Herman Gomez. Three years, $21 million team option for the third year and includes $387,500, according to John Krasinski. Thank you very much. Vince, uh, Jimmy Tanae Brown says, I don't mind it, especially with the team option. I was thinking, yeah, very team-friendly deal. No question about that. Always appreciate the uh, interaction. Tanae, I know there's more to come. Tanae says, it's a pretty good signing. One I didn't see coming, and I do believe this has got to be 
Yep, yep, according to Chris Hayes. Yep, so actually today was tweeting me from that. Uh, Chris Haynes, excuse me, was saying free agent swingman Rondé Hollis Jefferson has reached an agreement with the Minnesota Timberwolves league sources tell Yahoo Sports, and that was really cool. It's a good signing, and I didn't see it coming either. I remember hearing rumors about it around the last second. I'm thinking, huh, that's interesting, and then bam, there he is. It was like there were rumors floating around for just like a day or two right before, and then there it is. Tanae Brown, New Zealand, says, I hate being the one to say it, I always, I was always a massive Rubio fan, but the fan base is acting like we got an elite player. We got a solid playmaker and an above-average defender. If you take it, if you take the name away, I don't think anyone would be this excited about the trade. I agree, a thousand percent with that. Actually, I thought I said something. I did, right? Yeah, I responded. I was saying I'm with him a thousand percent. Yep, and I guess I said it then too. Uh, people are greatly overreacting. It's always been that way in this town. Yeah, whenever anybody. That's like a fan favorite in this town. They always go way overboard, like we just got the greatest player ever. Rubio's valuable. He's a piece, and it's just kind of cool to have him back and remember how good he was with Utah and Phoenix. He was particularly solid last year with the Phoenix Suns, but uh, yeah, he's no star. He's no star. He's a valuable, valuable piece, and he's definitely insurance. You So you could have like a, a second starting point guard, basically. Um, you could literally say he's like a second starting point guard on the roster, if and when D'Angelo Russell, you know, has low, wants to deal with, wants to do his load management thing, or has some kind of injury of some kind, so, and it's nice to have insurance one way or another, if Rubio's out, you still have D'Angelo Russell, blah, 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 so, we're in definitely good standing there. Let's keep going up, lots of this and that, people kind of following, yeah, it's still very lonely and stupid, though, even though there's some followers, of course, these are mostly notifications of people I'm following, which is nice and everything, I guess. Random Hoops followed me, and I believe, yep, that's also Pumpa. Thank you very much. Yep, Pumpa, Reese Padretti, back on board again. Great to hear from Reese Padretti, and again, hope he's having a good Christmas as well. Hope all of you are out there. This will probably be the last show before Christmas. Again, weird, a season preview around Christmas time. Twitter is now complete. At TWolvesX. Again, you will see it in the show description as we move forward. Facebook page remains the same. Of course, Ah, Wolves Explosion was suspended indefinitely. I still don't know what I said that would earn that type of uh, reaction. I don't know. Other than maybe I told the NBA to stick to politics or, or excuse, stick to sports, not politics, or something like that. I don't think I said anything worse than that, though. I still don't know, but uh, <laughs> social media has become a first-class first dictatorship the last five years or so. It's getting ridiculous. So again, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Still the same. Mostly just likes, though, on the posts. Like the recent one, the uh, draft and free agency. That was at the end of November. Not that long ago. Really not that long ago. And again, there's the new Timberwolves Explosion. Mostly just likes. No commentary, unfortunately. And there it is. The Rondé Hollis Jefferson also here. There was... I thought there was a comment. Yeah, it's kind of quiet. It's been quiet. People are probably just mostly waiting for the season to start, or they hate my guts as well. Jared Culver adds pounds, but can he add percentage points? Uh, he He's looked pretty good in the uh, preseason thus far. He's definitely coming out aggressive, and he's had some nice moments. He had 18 points last night against the Dallas Mavericks, so there you go. And then uh, Anthony Edwards had a LeBron James type of play where he came out of nowhere to block the shot from behind. That was a great play. Really like that one. I put that out there as a highlight. 
December the 14th, just a few days ago. Uh, there is a comment. I'd like to see it if it would let me. It's not relevant enough for you, Facebook. Where is it? Oh, my goodness. Just let me see the comment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just saying it reminded me of LeBron James. I thought, I think there was a comment and it went away or something. I don't know. Maybe, I have no idea. But Facebook, very quiet for some reason. I don't know. People probably just waiting for the season to start and I don't know. <laughs> and the locals don't like me very much. Something like that. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do think this show is more popular in Australia than it is in the United States. That's just my belief. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's both. Maybe Maybe it's equal. Maybe Canada loves this show. It used to when Andrew Wiggins was here. I don't know if they still do anymore. It is what it is. I mean, the, the numbers were okay. The numbers were okay on that free agent show. It was not bad at all, actually. It's kind of typical to those summer shows that do super well because people are hungry for some basketball conversation, and I don't blame them. I mean, the Wolves haven't played a game since March. So, yeah, people are excited to play again. Absolutely. Again, at TWolvesX, please do call in if you could. Today has done it before. Vince Germano's done it before. You know, I'd like to hear from Wayne Hunt if you'd like. Uh, Stu Benson, you can, yeah, hey, you can even talk Lakers. Say thanks for picking the Lakers again, that kind of thing. Vince Germano, I'd love to hear from you. Any ability out there, somebody local here in town, Jeff Johnson, somebody like that, great guy out of Edina, I'd love to hear from you. It'd be, it'd be absolutely awesome. All you have to do, basically, because there's no phone line anymore, and I think it's just, I think it works out better anyway, just simply use the free voice recording application on any device on the planet, open it, Click record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, save it, and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zumzar.com. Greatly appreciated from them giving me a free service that way because it's not a big enough file, and I, I'm more than happy to give them a free plug because of that. And then, of course, if you need a larger file converted into an mp3, you could uh, have a subscription, that type of thing. I mean, it's some kind of big media type of thing. So with that said, greatly appreciated. Please do give a positive rating on iTunes. I know there's a chunk of you that did in, uh, there was two people in Canada, and at least five in Australia, and 12 in the U.S. that have. It's been quiet since. So it's actually 19 total ratings, which is really, you know, which is solid. But for a 12-year-old show, I think it should be a lot more than that. Seriously, there's shows out there with hundreds of ratings. This show should at least have like 50. Come on, in like 12 years? So that's one thing I'm kind of disappointed in, how it seems like nobody wants to rate the show. Those of you that have, though, you're the diehards, you're the legends, and I thank you guys so much for doing that. Uh, anybody else out there, if you want to help out the show and make it more attractive for potential listeners, please put a rating out there. Even if you don't want to comment, at least put in a nice five-star rating. And if you do want to have some type of uh, description, it would be greatly appreciated. Greatly, and I'll bring you up and thank you on air. Yeah, that would be so nice. Hope all of you are doing well. I hope you have a great Christmas. And for those of you that might not celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, or whatever it is. God bless all of you, though, because it is going to be Christmas before the next show. We'll be talking about real NBA games on the next Timberwolves Explosion show. It's going to be pretty crazy to imagine that's happening. <laughs> it's happening very soon. Very, 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 very soon. Basically a week from today is Christmas Day. I don't think I'll be recording Timberwolves Explosion on that day. It's a pretty good chance I'll be recording Purple Mafia on that day, though, which is kind of funny, because the Vikings actually play on Christmas Day uh, against the Saints, though. That's the thing. It's not going to necessarily be a fun game, so we'll see. But maybe it will. Maybe it'll be the game that puts the Vikings in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. 
we'll go from six and six to eight and six. Maybe we beat the Bears and the Saints back to back, and then we're pretty much in the playoff picture again. With that said, hope all of you have again a great Christmas. Hope uh, hope uh, Vince Germano is enjoying the championship banner, the uh, the 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 real Lakers one winning the championship, and of course uh, one that's now hanging on the wall, possibly in Australia there for him as well. Uh, multiple championships for the Lakers. <laughs> Hope all of you are doing well. God bless all of you. Tanae Brown, Levi Brown, Merry Christmas, guys. Absolutely. Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, Kalen Woods, Jeff Johnson, locally, Merry Christmas. You know, Merry Christmas to all of you, and to all a good night. <laughs> Take care. We will talk to you possibly in 2021. It might be that long. Uh-oh. <laughs>